Hey, uh, John, have you ever backed anything on Kickstarter? Yes, actually, I, I backed a game called Dive Kick. Isn't, oh, wait, Dive Kick, isn't that the one that, um, is Iron Galaxies is working on it now? I don't know who's working on it now. It was basically a game where all you did was jump in the air and do a dive kick. Yeah, this the... is, um, this is the people who did Wrecketeer. This is, uh, what's that guy, Giant Bomb, really likes him, J- is it Jason Lang? The Lang Zone? That, that sounds right. Yeah, so that's Iron Galaxies. They did Wrecketeer. Uh, I think they are now working on that game. Nice. So, and I actually quite liked Wrecketeer, so that might be kind of cool. Uh, I just backed my first thing a few days ago, a tabletop game called Dungeon Roll. And from what I understand is it's like zombie dice, except with more of a dungeon-crawling RPG element. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. If you were in the States, it was like 15 bucks to back it to get a copy. In Canada, it was like 23 And I was like, 23 is to- a totally fine price. And I grabbed that. And they actually, they just finished, I think, last night. And they hit every single stretch goal. So I'm going to be getting a ton of stuff. And that should be here in August. And we'll have to play that. Because that sounds cool. And I don't have very many dice games. So it's filling that hole. I'm down for that. Well, you did have my zombie dice copy for a while. I did, but I didn't even know that, so I never yeah, like, that, played that's it. That's true, yeah. I'm also not a huge fan of zombie dice. It's like it's just super simple. It's almost like Yahtzee. In a way, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, and but sometimes it can like be a... super broken depending on how lucky you are. Well, yeah, that's the problem with a lot of games, is if they're based on luck, that's not really the best. Because um, there's no strategy to luck, unfortunately, so... But uh, I like the fact that even though this will be heavily based on luck, at least there's some, there's more of a narrative in terms of I have characters and stuff, which is kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, that was the first thing I ever backed, which was cool. And now I'm looking at all these cool tabletop games that I might want to back. But it's hard to tell if they're good or if they're. Well, no, it depends. Like, see who's like got interest in it at all. Like, see what the the value is. See what their pedigree is. Right, like, the reason I came across Dungeon Roll was one of the guys on Tested was sent, like, a a pre-release copy and was like, this game's actually pretty good, I would recommend it, guys. So I was like, alright, cool, I I know you know board games, let's let's do it. $23, there you go. The wait kind of sucks, though, having to wait till August. That's a huge bummer. But at least you're getting it, right? I am getting it, yeah, and and, and so, you know... it's something to look forward to, I guess, in the mail, which is cool. Oh, and I'll probably forget about it, and then it'll appear, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, but speaking of mail... Oh? Paperboy? Paper, paper? Yeah, Paperboy. Oh, okay. Well, that's not really mail. That's the newspaper. Newspaper? Yeah, but you're you're doing a paper route, and that counts as mail. I guess. Because you deliver it to your mailbox. Yeah, you throw it at the houses and whatnot. And, and then break it. windows and hit the Grim Reaper. Throw it on the roof, right? And that tire runs you over. I've never played Paperboy. What? I've watched Paperman, the animated short. Not even remotely the same. I, d- I didn't think I, I feel like it would be a better game if it was about Paperman instead of Paperboy. But Paperboy's fun. Paperman's amazing. I love that thing so much. Um, but yeah, we're, the reason I brought up Paperboy is because it's a video game, and this is the top-down perspective where we talk about video games. Oh, dude, we do. Yeah, dude. I'm not the host. I don't know why I'm doing this. I appreciate you doing that, because I'm apparently the host this week. My name is Jonathan, <laughs> and I am joined as usual with Sean. Yes. But no Nathan! Because Nathan has the flu. Uh, Sucks to be Nathan. I'm, I'm worried I'm going to be sick when I go to PAX tomorrow. Like, this is re- being recorded uh, 12 March hours 20th. before I'm at the airport. 
Right, yeah. So it's March 20th, and you leave tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Yep. The flight is 7, so you got to be there for like 5? Uh, 6, because I'm going to Toronto, then we go into Boston. Okay. You only have to be there an hour early? I thought it was like 2 now. 2 hours for international, 1 if you're staying in Canada at first. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, so, I, need, yeah, I, so I need 2 hours in Toronto, but only 1 hour here. Oh, I see. That, that's a huge bummer. And you take, okay, yeah, I guess a plane from, but the one from Toronto to Boston's probably like an hour, isn't it? Roughly, yeah. There's yeah. no direct flight. I know what I'm just saying. That flight has got to be super short. It's not too bad. Like, like the Toronto one's going to be the best one because I'll probably just play through 3DS stuff. I got a couple of 3DS games I'm waiting to play. So, okay, I guess that's a good, uh, what are you planning as your flight tr- games? Uh, I'm going to be finally playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate because I finished Castlevania Lords of Shadow for PS3. Wow. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Wait, are you serious? You didn't actually expect me to beat it? Correct. <laughs> I thought, sorry, I thought you were being sarcastic. I'm like... No, well, hey, did you finish Metal Gear Rising? No. Did you finish Devil May Cry? No. Have you finished Fire Emblem? I get your point! <laughs> okay. I just... Because I know that I know um, Lord of the Shadow was really long, so I just wasn't expecting you to do that it, within a week. It's really long, but each chapter's really short, so you can kind of do it in bites. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm glad I did because like I heard there was a pretty big twist at the end, and considering the the do you like Dracula end, is the tri- is the twist that Dracula backwards is Alucard. Uh, none of those things come into play in this game. Dracula doesn't come into play? Uh, yes and no. I can't say anything because it's a pretty big spoiler. I'll, I'll tell you offline if, if you really... I thought you beat this game. No, I've only played about eight hours into it. Keep in mind, this game's also like four years old. Is I don't it... think it's that old. Two years old, maybe. When did this game come out? Oh, it's gotta be... It's two to three because I think I was living in a two. different house. Uh, I have it right in my hand here now. 2010. Okay, so three years old. Uh, and, yeah, and no, this... no reason to spoil it. I'm sure it's pretty easy to find if people are dying to know. Yeah, and really, really, the spoiler is like the epilogue. So it's it? after it's after everything happens. So like it's it's a big twist. I like it, but considering uh, the 3DS game is like literally a story continuation of it, I'm very glad I beat that game before I jumped into it because that would have spoiled a lot. But I hear like no one likes the 3DS game. I heard it's yeah, it doesn't seem to be as good. A lot of people said it's not as fleshed out, and some people think it's more like it looks like an XBLA game that just got turned into a 3DS game. Yeah, so it has like a lot of weird like compression images and stuff. I haven't mm. heard anything decent about that. Uh, I I I liked it when I played it at uh, E3, but it was a little janky at the time. So I'm hoping, I think I'll have a good time with it. I I love the Lords of Shadow though, so I'm excited for the sequel that comes out this year. Cool. Um, what else is the flight game, or is it just that? Uh, I'm probably gonna see if I can put the final touches on Fire Emblem, but I doubt it at this point because I didn't really get through much storyline stuff lately. I unlocked a couple more missions. Uh, okay. sorry, alternate, yeah, alternate missions. That's about it. Right. Okay. Uh, uh and I'm looking through my wall here, see what else. There was one more game I was really hoping to dig into. Luigi's Mansion won't be out yet. No, uh, they will be selling it early at PAX, but I don't think I'm going to play it till I get back. Cause... Oh, I did hear that. Are, so are you picking it up at, at PAX? I'm going to see. If they offer something special for picking it up at PAX, I will, but otherwise I'm just going to wait till I get back. Because I already have it pre-ordered, and I think I even, think you I should think pick even it up at it. PAX, because that's when do you ever get to do that? That's why I was thinking about it, but I'm like, if they don't offer anything, like, 
Why? But then you can just say, I bought this at PAX. I was I was one of the people that took advantage of this cool... I, I want to encourage thing. them to do that more often, but it's just like, if uh, I've already got it paid for, and if there's nothing extra to it, what's, why even bother? But like at the same time, if I don't do it, and other people keep doing that, then... And I don't even know if I'm going to get a chance to play it while I'm there. I think I think I would do it just to say I did that, and you know, having it already paid for with the pre-order, there's clearly something else you're wanting, you could just move that over. Yeah, that's true. Because that Bioshock event comes out the same day. Oh yeah, there you go. Or when I get back, I should say. Um, Rhythm Thief, actually, is probably what I want to try to check out. Oh, I want to play Rhythm Thief. I've never seen that in a store. I've seen it once, and that was when I bought it. And right. that was at uh, EB at Cross Iron Mills. And that was probably like a launch day, I'm assuming? That was Christmas. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I, pick, I picked up that, that and Mist. Like, I didn't even realize Mist was on the 3DS, so I grabbed that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that one. I just never, ever see Rhythm Thief. I should see if it's on the eShop. Yeah, I think I might actually... I'm actually contemplating, believe it or not, bringing my Vita with me. For what? Uh, Well, Dead or Alive 5 Plus came out on the Vita and Ninja Gaiden Sigma 1 and 2, so... Okay. I think these plane rides are not this long, but... <laughs> well, I mean, oh. for, like, in general. Sure. I don't know. I I will pro- primarily be playing my 3DS. I might maybe I'll just bring the Vita for. I've been using my Vita for an alarm clock for a long time now. So that seems like a, a, a really big piece product for such a small thing that your phone can do. I know. Okay. But it works. So it works as an alarm clock. Yeah. You know, I'm sure my laptop has an alarm clock setting, but I don't carry that around everywhere so I can wake up. <laughs> do you just randomly sleep in other places or? Yep, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> you hussy. You're such yep. a hussy. I'm in your daughter's bed. Oh, Look no. Guard your daughter's... I don't know. <laughs> okay, but instead of what you're going to play, why... This is not... I'm not the host. What am I doing? <laughs> you might as well be at this rate. You've been just kind of oh, taking it Fine. John, why don't you tell me what you have been playing? I pretty much already did. Castlevania Lords of Shadow and uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, I'll go into that. Um, I really enjoyed the story in that, actually. Okay. Uh, it's a lot more story-focused than any of the other Castlevanias, really. Uh, some random throwbacks to older games. Sean, or Sean Connery. Patrick Stewart as Sean Connery is pretty entertaining. Okay. Uh, the twists, some of the twists were a little predictable, some of them weren't. Uh, the DLC chapters did not like and you can tell that they were rushed. What not one of the DLCs, like, the true ending or something? Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay, I thought I heard that. What, what it is, is it, like, at the end, after the credits roll, like, they show, like, a little epilogue cutscene. And those, the two DLC chapters flesh out what that, how they got to that epilogue video, basically. Okay. But, uh, you... I don't know how to put it. They're kind of there's some they're semi important to figuring out how the ending is it's really hard to say this without actually spoiling anything. Would you recommend buying the DLC chapters? No. Okay. Um, so just look it up on YouTube or something? Look it up on YouTube because A, they're ten bucks each. B, they're oh, maybe wow. an hour to hour and a half long each. And C the second DLC chapter, I think which is called like Reeve or something like that is very unplay-tested, and you will probably get extremely frustrated while playing it, because I know I did. Okay. So there you have it. 
just like a lot of like stupid insta kill traps that uh, it, it becomes a little bit trial and error. It's a little aggravating. I don't know. So like, how long did you put? Like, how long did it take you to complete the game? Uh, I didn't time. That's the only thing. Does the PS3 actually time that? Because like, I, I maybe I, just like on your save file, it might say. I don't know. No, unfortunately, it doesn't do that. What do you think you'd put into it? Uh, I want to say close to twenty, probably okay. less than that. Like, if we're gonna count the DLC, and it probably comes closer to twenty. But I, I did go back to some chapters, redid them for missions, unlocked all the secrets. I got a good chunk of trophies. I think like 50% maybe. Cool. Uh, when I get back from the trip, I will probably sit down and try to get the platinum because it doesn't seem too hard to platinum. It just is a bit time consuming. You just mentioned when you come back, Bioshock Infinite is coming out. Why are you going back to platinum this game? I don't know. I'll, I'll see what happens. Let me put it that way. Yeah, 45% of the trophies in Lords of Shadow. Cool. But other than that, yeah, no, I, uh... Okay, so I'm at 76.86% game completion, and I played for 19 hours and 57 minutes. And that is well, that go. is counting, like, leaving it paused for a while, though, so it's probably less than that. Oh, it counts pause time? I think it maybe does. Like I, I hate that. I, I left it on, like, the menus sometimes, so I don't yeah, know if it counts that. I hate that. It when it does that. But yeah, so that's 76%. That's all items found in the game, but that's, like, you have to beat the game on the hardest difficulty, which doesn't unlock until you beat the game to uh, get 110%, which is the overall game completion rating. Okay, so like a Castlevania game. Yeah. Okay, got it. But no, I, I recommend it if you have any interest in Castlevania game. It's a pretty good God of War style game. Uh, it's got some different wrappings to it. There'll be some random frustrating points, but once you get the combat down and the parrying and everything down right, it's really fun. I had a good time playing it. Do you have any interest in God of War Ascension? Because that just came out. I do, but I'm way behind on the God of War series. Like, I've only beaten the first one. Okay. So well, I, This is a prequel, so I don't think it matters, really. Yeah, that's in that case, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, like, considering everything else that came out this month, and I haven't really jumped into that yet, that'll wait on the back burner. Like, yeah, if, no, if I, I play that, I also it'll haven't be heard, like, later. anything good about that, ex- except for that one line of multiplayer, but that was also, like, second-hand information. Were you the guy going on about how apparently the multiplayer is, like, Power Stone, or was that someone else? Yeah, had... Nathan and I mentioned that last week. Yeah. But that was from a guy who heard from another guy who said, I, I think it's like Power Stone, so I have really no idea. Ah, uh, one of those situations. And then Fire Emblem, you're still at the same story spot? Yeah, I'm on a uh, I'm on a side quest right now, a paralogue, and I keep randomly screwing it up. Uh, it's it's weird. I don't, I don't know if you actually have this one unlocked. I think it's 16 or 17. Uh, you're in a, a level that's like a giant maze, and randomly the walls will fall down so you can like take shortcuts through the maze but and they'll randomly build themselves back up. Huh. And a lot of like a bunch of enemy groups are bordered around in some of these areas so you can be walking around randomly and then suddenly you'll get attacked by like 20 superpowered troops. Yeah, I have not played that mission so. No. It, it is a good mission but like the first time I did it, uh I moved my weak troops unfortunately right at a point where the walls fell down and they got swarmed. No, oh, okay. And the second time, I I sent my troops in, but I was stupid enough to send my healer in without a healing item for herself. Oh, okay. So, unfortunately, she just died from being attacked by, like, 30 troops at once. My healer's like a sage now, so she's super powerful. Uh, yeah, I, my Lissa is a war monk. Or, I guess, I war cl- cleric. Yeah, I think I went the other one. I think it was just sage. Yeah, Sage can use all the magic attacks. That ups their magic defense, which, I don't know. I screwed up Lissa, basically, because I used a uh, 
a silver seal to restart her levels back when she was still just normal cleric, so it took forever to get her back. Oh, okay. So, like, she gains, like, no experience per kill or heal. Well, the so. thing with, like, dancers and mate and, like, uh, healers is if you've killed everyone except the boss, you can just, like, grind if you really wanted to. Yeah, but I, I don't want to get to that point is the thing. Yeah, it's not fun. And I guess, theoretically, you... Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's not a great thing to do, but if you really want some experience or raise their uh, support, you can see, do that. See, the worst case scenario is, like, I have the DLC chapter that lets you just kill enemies, and I think, uh, for experience, I think each kill is worth, like, a level, roughly. I have, oh, I have no idea what this is, but okay. Yeah, no, there's DLC chapters where you can get, like, money easily and, like, experience easily. Because, you know, like, those monsters that turn into, like, little gel piles? They're worth the most experience normally. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. And that's all you've been playing, right? That's all I've been playing, yeah. And hopefully I'll have more to talk about next week when I get back from PAX. Right, yes. Next week will be our PAX East podcast. Um, okay, so I played a couple new things. Uh, first off, I reviewed LEGO City Undercover. Ooh, what'd you give it? I gave it a 8 out of 10. Nice. I I didn't... Yeah, you're... You're into the Lego games, right? Lego games are alright. Um, I did have some problems with this, um, but I think a lot of the problems came from I was kind of playing them all like it, really hard, uh, a lot of it at once. Um, if people do want to see that review, it's on Comic Book Bin. You can look that up. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Lego City Undercover is basically Grand Theft Auto with Lego stuff, and they make a really cool world for you to hang out in. Um, and it has all, like, the writing is is actually pretty good. I was actually laughing out loud at a couple moments. Uh, you play Chase McCain, which is a pretty good name. Uh, and you just have a weird cast of characters that you partner up with. There's tons of movie references, like, you know, like Lego games, t- tons of pop culture references. Yeah, they, they love their pop culture with that company. And it has a really good final mission. Like, I was I was probably going to give it, like, a 6 out of 10, and then I played that final mission, and I was like, oh, this is so good, and that just boosted it up another mark. Um, so, uh, I, so you were, you were saying you finished Lord of the Shadow at, like, 70-something percent? Yeah. I finished the storyline in LEGO City Undercover, got me 16% completion. How much? Uh, 16. Jeez. So, yeah, there's a lot to this game if you want to spend a lot of time in it. But that's one of the problems, is unlike a lot of open-world games, there's actually no side quests or side missions or anything like that. The The world that they set up in LEGO City is is just collectibles. There's just, there's just really, like, a, literally a million collectibles. So it's like, like the free roam in the older LEGO games, essentially, but just one giant-ass world. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because you, you do go into smaller areas, like you'll go into a building and there's a, a chapter and stuff, and you can, you know, you ha- it has the whole repeat it with, like, a, once you've unlocked a new character so you can get to new areas and collect more of the Lego pieces and whatnot. But there's also just a ton of stuff outside for you to collect. And you can also build things if you've collected enough special items and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> but as far, apart from, like, the rare like, speed challenge, there's nothing to do in the world besides drive to the next mission or go collecting stuff. Which is kind of a bummer if you're not really into that. 
Um, and I'm and I didn't really have a huge reason to go clicking, so that's maybe why I'm only at 16%. Um, but you know, I was just trying to get the storyline done so I can get that review going. There's also no multiplayer, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, you'd think a Lego game would have been pretty easy to throw in a second character hanging out with you. But well, I mean, I isn't isn't the main focus to be on like the Wii Wii U gamepad? It is, but I could have easily seen, like, hey, I bring in my partner cop, you know, he doesn't have the communicator and stuff that my gamepad, the main guy, does. But, you know, he's helping me smash stuff. I guess. But aren't you also supposed to be undercover or something like that? In some of the missions, yeah, there is some undercover stuff. And I guess, yeah, from a storyline perspective, that could break it. But it's also a Lego game. I don't feel like the storyline is the the key aspect to this. I guess that's a good point. Like if this and this game is super easy, so it's primarily focused at kids. And I don't think the kids are like, why is the second guy here? And they're not being like, hey, how come you're not undercover either? Like, so you think you they, think kids are not picking apart the story? Is what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. They could have easily pulled like a Halo and just been like, there's another, you know, Master Chief here, but there's only one during the cutscenes. Wait, right? what? Well, like with Halo's co-op, it's there's you know, it's just another Master Chief, but in the cutscenes, there's only one. Oh, okay. Well, like, no, even... Yeah, no, I guess you're right. So they could have just easily done that. Um, But, so, yeah, mentioned the gamepad. The, I think LEGO City Undercover has the best use of the Wii U's gamepad I've seen so far. Seriously? Seriously. So, I'm not a huge fan of the whole, we just made another TV screen, and now you can turn your TV off. I think that's lazy. And I don't need to do that ever. Um... So what the gamepad, like, it doesn't have that. It has a completely separate function than the TV. What the gamepad will do is you get a map of the city, and it'll point out, like, your waypoints, so you can, like, follow, like, it'll give a green marker for where you need to drive, and while you're driving, you can follow it on the gamepad and whatnot. What's really cool, though, is it works kind of like, it's basically your communicator, so when your partner or uh, your boss or someone phones you, a video pops up on that screen, and they talk to you on that screen. Not on the TV. Oh, okay. So it, it does basically turn it into kind of like Chase McCain's cell phone. So kind of like what they did in No More Heroes, where if you got a phone call, you put the Wiimote up to your ear. Kind of, but just more, more fleshed out than that, yeah. But basically that, because yeah, you could only hear that dialogue through the the Wii remote. And now you can only see and hear this video through the gamepad. Uh, along with that, there's also a couple... You have the option of um, kind of taking pictures and having like a radar gun as well as like a sound... Like the, the, the equivalent of like a sound gun so you can like overhear things. And that involves you holding up the gamepad and like moving it in the air so that you can like actually pinpoint, okay, wait, there's a sound over to my physical left that I need to be listening to. And that will appear on the gamepad only as well. So I just really liked that. I really liked seeing that it had a, better, a good use and it wasn't just another TV or just a map. Uh, which was quite nice. Uh, and that's also how you pick all your vehicles is on the gamepad and whatnot. Um... But I did, I did tend, I did like it for the most part. Like, if you're looking for a Lego game, it is definitely a Lego game. It's really easy, but it is a Lego game. You're smashing stuff all over the place. That's kind of why I was feeling a little low on it, kind of halfway through, because I just, it just started to drag. It was like, all I'm doing is smashing stuff. But the final mission is fantastic. And there's a lot of cool places in Lego City. It's a bummer you can't do a ton there, but there's like, there's castles, there's, 
uh, airports, there's prison islands, there's space stations. So there's a lot of cool things in that city. Every car has a boost mode, which is nice. Most cars do, I mean. And the last real bummer is there's no form of fast travel in that game. Oh, so you just have to travel normally? So you just have to drive. There is a train, but it only reaches about one-third of the city. So for the most part, you are going to be driving around LEGO City quite a bit. So, you know, if you like LEGO games, you're going to like this game. Uh, but it is, if you like Grand Theft Auto games, you might not like this game. Now here's also a question. That. Like, uh, I heard the 3DS game's coming out soon, and it's a prequel. Okay, from a story standpoint, that could work, yeah. Yeah, are you do you thinking of checking that one out as well, or...? Uh, I think I'm pretty Lego cityed out at the moment, because uh, if it's it's just going to be more smashing stuff, and that was kind of where I started getting a little bored, and I don't think I need that again. But uh, I don't know. It might do something cool. It might be better than I don't. I, I can't. I don't think I would recommend getting both. But I haven't seen the second one. But I'm assuming it's going to be a case of get one or the other. Probably. Yeah. I have, I have a feeling the better option might be the uh, the Wii U one though, because it'll be larger game overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and the last thing I'll say about that is it has minute-long load screens. Oh, really? Yeah, every time you kind of exit a mission or you're about to go into a mission, you watch a load screen for literally a minute. Is it just, like, not optimized for the system, or what? That just seems really bad. It does seem really weird. I don't... I guess because they're just having to, like, rebuild that city or take that whole city down or something, but yeah, it is... Wow. Minute-long. Okay, but let's talk about something that's... There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I played the new and final piece of downloadable content for Mass Effect 3, simply titled Citadel. And I wish Nathan was here to talk about this, because you're not going to basically... You're not going to get most of what no, what's great sorry. about this. Um, but this is basically, like, the true send-off for the series so far. It It brings back all your favorite characters... Most of them, I don't. You, maybe there's like a side character you're really into or something. I don't know. But it brings back all the characters that you could have played as before. It it's really funny. It, it pokes fun at just Mass Effect jokes. Like there's a point where you know I pick my two guys that I normally go to missions with, and then Shepard looks up and everyone's just kind of looking at her and she's like, "What?" And one person's like, "I really wanted to go on the mission." <laughs> and then another one's like, "Yeah, it seems you usually don't pick me." <laughs> and which is true, like I don't pick you, Edie. I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to think. You so there's a there's some story stuff where there's a bunch of combat at the beginning. That's only about a third of the DLC. After that, it is just talking to every single one of your uh, teammates, like one on one. You're it's kind of just like a you know what? I'm glad we had this final conversation because it reminded me why you specifically are great and why I really liked you as a character. And then you get to throw a big house party for all your characters. <laughs> and you get to, and during the house party, you basically get to see like three different time periods as the night goes on. So one of them's getting more and more drunk. And at one point you find one in a cold shower because he's almost passed out. Um, you find them talking about weirder and weirder stuff. You're just like, do you think Rex and Grunt, which one do you, who do you think would win? Rex or Grunt in a fight? And just, like, all the tropes of a house party. It's really, really good. And if you, for anyone that really likes, basically, the universe that Mass Effect set up, you will really like Citadel, and I can't recommend it enough. 
It actually sounds pretty funny the way you're describing it. It is. It is a really. It's it's super funny. Like, it's yeah. It's just it's really great. And there's a lot of heartwarming moments when you're because you're you're basically saying bye to everyone. Like the developers know this is the end for these guys, or for at least a while. So they basically send off each character in a really nice, touching, or funny way that's just great. Like Grunt, you don't know who Grunt is, but he's like this big brooding alien character. Who yeah, he's, species, he's the same species to... as Rex. He, yes, yes, he's like he's Rex. Um, well, he's he's like another Rex. Uh, yeah, I, I know tiny bits and pieces of sure. the lore. So, and like one of the things with Grunt, Grunt was probably one of my favorite points is. You you get an email saying that the police are holding a Krogan down in CSEC. Can you come see them? Because he's asking for you. <laughs> so you go down there, and then you find out what why Grunk or Grunt is being arrested. And it turns out it was his birthday recently, and a bunch of Krogan buddies broke him out of the hospital. And then they cut to a scene of a nurse checking on someone, and then just outside the window, you see Grunt falling off a building. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, so then we were hanging out down in the middle of the Citadel, and you see them, like, playing in a fountain on top of a statue, just drinking. And then the police showed up, and they got out of their cars, so we assumed they didn't want their cars, so we stole a cop car, <laughs> but we didn't get very far. Then the camera rotates, and you see the cars on fire beside you guys. <laughs> and but the, and he's like, but then the police thought that they could beat us with a... Uh, of uh, like a riot foam, but that didn't work. And Shepard's like, "Why didn't the riot foam work?" And Grunt's like, "Uh, because we were on fire." Come on, keep up, <laughs> Shepard. And oh, it's it's just really, really great. Every and yeah, I if you like Mass Effect, I cannot recommend the Citadel enough. And anyone pl- and John, if you when you play Mass Effect, you have to play Citadel. This is making me start to want to play it. Actually, yeah, it's like oh, and I was talking to Nathan because I was saying it's a bummer you're not going to be on the show. I wanted to talk to you about Citadel, and but you have to play it. And he's like, yeah, I've heard I have to play it. I'm, and he's debating if he wants to just play it right away on the 360 or save it for when he does his big run-through of all of them on the PS3 trilogy. Uh, and I think he should do it on the 360, because then he can play it right now. Because you can't access Citadel until about halfway through Mass Effect 3. But yeah, it's it's really great. And uh, that, yeah, it was probably... Like, uh, spoilers, game of the week, this was, like, the most fun I've had with a game in quite a while. I'll say that. Nice. I loved it. Um, but that's that's all I've been playing. Um, so let's go on to the news, where I officially take over. Okay, so I'm going to do some reorganizing and just go through all right. the similar stuff real quick-like. So let's do some release dates. Saints Row 4, announced and coming out August 23rd. That seemed way too soon to you? It does, but keep in mind, they were working on a big piece of DLC that they postponed to turn into Saints Row 4. Yeah, but when were they working on Enter the Dominatrix? I felt like it was only a year ago. Well, Saints Row 3 came out two years ago. Hmm. So it would have been close to, like, the very beginning of last year. So it's been about a year, and I... they were already, like, you know, a good chunk of it had been completed. I guess. Like, I'm worried it's not going to be a big enough step up from 3. I'm worried, yeah, I'm thinking that too. Um, I really don't know what to say. I'm just excited for more Saints Row. Especially, did you watch the trailer? I watched the trailer. Superpowers, you become the president, the whole yeah, thing looks insane. Yeah, you're the president insane. of the United States now, which, that seems like the logical next step. It is, that's the best part. So, that's how messed up Saints Row is. Like, yeah, no, you're the president, why not? So, you know, even if it doesn't look a ton better, if their heart is in the right place, I would be fine with that. I just uh, hope, I just hope on. the bio didn't screw up anything. 
What was that? I just hope the buyout of THQ didn't screw up anything with that game. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Who, who owns it now? Coke Media? No, uh, well, I, I... Isn't Coke Media, like, Bethesda? Uh, it's owned by Deep Silver. Oh, right, Deep Silver and Volitions. There, yeah. What did Coke Media get? I can't even remember, but they got something significant. I'll look it up while you're telling me the next one. So the next one, and this was surprising, I read about this morning. Battle Block Theater is coming out April 3rd. I'm surprised at how, like, soon that is, considering how long it's been for that game. Right, so for people who don't know, this is the game from the Behemoth. They did Castle Crashers, uh, Alien Hominid, but they basically announced this back in 2008, and then it basically lived at PAX up until this point. So if you're going, you're going to PAX this uh, weekend, if it's there, play it, because this is the last time you're going to play it at PAX. No, I think they'll, they'll just come back and they'll have it there anyway. It's kind of like how they have the Castle Crashers arcade machine. You're probably right, because they did make arcade machines for this game as well. Yeah. And it would feel weird if I watched the PAX and I didn't see a huge uh, Battle Block Theater stand. I mean, it's I mean like, like uh, uh, Twisted Pixel. Twisted, yeah, and that too, Firefall. When the hell is that game coming out? That also lives at PAX. It's it's Battle Block Theater and Firefall are like the two ga- jokes of PAX, basically. I'm I don't know what you were talking about with Twisted Pixel. Well, Twisted Pixel's always there, and they always have their other games there. Like, they always have Gunstringer, they always have Misplosion Man. Oh, their older games? Like yeah. Like you saying, yeah. Yeah, they, Battle Block Theater, I'm sure, will be at PAX. For, but I just mean, like, it's out now, which so it's kind of different. But that comes out April 3rd, which is pretty soon. Um, yeah, and it also like had a weeks, pretty... So. Did you see this one's trailer? No. This one was pretty funny because they totally make fun of, like, we've been working on this forever and we kept saying it was going to come out, but we kept delaying it and we're sorry. Uh, so it's also pretty funny. Uh, what uh, else? To answer your Coach Media question, you were right. That is Deep Silver. They uh, they purchased Volition and the Metro series. Okay, so Deep Silver and Coke Media are like the same. Okay, so yeah, you were right. Cool. Uh, next thing about games coming out, being announced, uh, Supergiant... Games, the creators of Bastion, have announced their new game called Transistor. Ooh. Uh, it has a pretty cool trailer. I would, I'd recommend looking it up. A nice song in there. The uh, art style, it's basically Bastion, but if it was like a future world, almost. Uh, so it has a really cool look to it. This is going to be an RPG. Um, I heard some people being like, maybe kind of like a Final Fantasy VII vibe. Basically, the guy has like a huge sword. Uh, just like whatever Cloud's sword was. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of, like, the world kind of made me think think of, like, Midgar from Final Fantasy VII, where it was, like, this, like, big steampunk, futuristic kind of world, uh, city. Uh, but it definitely looks cool. Uh, definitely looks bigger in scope than Bastion. And I, I can't wait, because Bastion was great. Did the gameplay look similar, or...? No, it, it, uh... Well, it's more RPG... I, I guess... Maybe a bit, because it did look kind of action adventure-ish, but at the same time, it had some RPG elements to it. Like, you just, you it, they, you gotta look at it up. You gotta look it up. Alright. I, I feel like I have a lot of trailers to watch after this a podcast. Lot of tra- yeah, a lot of trailers this week, basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's called Transistor, for people looking it up. Uh, next thing, Fez is coming to the PC on May 1st. Uh, so if you that's guys also not next, too far away. Not too far away. Still a bit off. Uh, they're also working with Sony for a Vita version, but nothing can be confirmed yet. So they're, I guess they're, uh, I guess Phil Fish is kind of hoping for that, but they can't. Uh, is it just can't. me, or is like the Vita being really like indie developer friendly lately? 
uh, it is not just you, because I know, like, Machinarium was just put up on there. Retro City Rampage has been getting a pretty good push there. Yeah, it's, it seems like a lot of games are like, and we're also on Vita. I don't, I don't really know why, but we, you know, with Vita. <laughs> uh, which, that's great. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, the one downside is a lot of these games I already have on S- Steam, or I have it on, uh, like, my iPad and got it for a lot cheaper than they're currently asking it for. Like, at this point, who doesn't own a copy of Machinarium, and they're asking for $7 on the Vita? Uh, but yeah, so, for anyone who missed out on Fez last year coming to the PC, which, that, it'll probably be great. And I actually saw a screenshot of someone, I don't know if they were, if Phil Fish was doing, like, an AMA on Reddit, but he, there was some presence of him on Reddit, mm-hmm. and someone asked, is there any puzzles or stuff that people have not found or figured out yet? And he said yes to that, which that's intriguing. And surprising. Well, what, what's the highest per, uh, percent that people are at now for that game. Because it didn't get up to like 400-something last I heard. I haven't looked in forever. And I recently went back to that game around Christmas time, and it turns out my save file was... One of the lucky ones. Yeah. Luckily, I already finished the game, but I'm not going back to that, so... Uh, Yeah, uh, that's kind of cool that people still haven't figured some stuff out. And the last little bit of... Uh, release date news is that Deadly Premonition Director's Cut comes out April 30th. So Nathan will be mad excited for that. Yeah, apparently there's going to be new a new storyline area. You can change the control scheme. I think there's like a new character and stuff. God, what else? I got I to gotta mention about it. I got an email about it today. Uh, new features. New scenario. Surprising new scenario from the game's director, Swery, that will please new and hardcore fans. HD graphics. Complete graphic overhaul with new HD textures. Improved controls. Reworked control system and mappable controls allow for even better combat experience. And DLC. Cool. I know a while back he had, he had mentioned, this was like quite a while before the director's cut was announced, he wanted to put a bicycle in that game. So maybe he put a bicycle in that game. Who knows? Is he going to be uh, running al- riding along, talking to Zach while ringing the little bell? Yeah, I, that would be totally in the... Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, up the right, like the right feel for that game. That is true. I just hope they have like more songs to match like the whistle theme. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good song, John. I know it was. I was thinking the same thing when I said it. All right. Something that you're probably a little more interested <laughs> is uh, Left 4 Dead 2 and Resident Evil 6 are getting a crossover next month. Which um, I think that's insane. It it kind of makes sense, but it's like wow, left field. Well, zombies. Yeah, that's why that's why I said it makes sense, but at the same time, like... Like, these are probably the two biggest zombie games, right? Yeah. Left 4 Dead series and Resident Evil? Well, biggest franchises, I'd say, because, like, a lot of people didn't really like 6. Right, sorry, yeah, I just meant I just meant franchises, yeah. Like, a close third, like, maybe Dead Rising? But, that, yeah, that's also Capcom still, though, so really Capcom just has, like, the lockdown on zombies. Except for Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Right. Anyways, enemies from each game are going to be showing up in the other one. It's free of charge for the PC versions. I didn't see any word on console versions of this. I think also... I think it's only PC because a Valve and b like this the PC version of Resident Evil Six is is just coming out or has it been out for a bit? You're the Resident Evil guy. I have no idea. Oh, that's not good. I I forget if the Resident Evil Six one got delayed or not for PC. And also, Left 4 Dead two characters are going to be in Resident Evil Six. 
the the mercenaries no mercy mode. Do you know what that is? Is that a mode? Resident Evil's no mercy mode. No, it, it's it's mercenaries mode. But yeah, like no mercy is a Left 4 Dead reference. So okay, yeah, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. So, but yeah, you get to play as those characters in Resident Evil Six. So woo for Resident Evil Six and Left 4 Dead, I guess. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't play those games anymore. Left yeah. 4 Dead too. All that right, um, I, I can't wait for them to do something else. I can't wait for Valve to put out something new. Period. That isn't TF2. Right. Have you noticed how much, like, Valve characters have been showing up in other companies' games lately? Like what? Uh, in Sega, Sonic All-Stars Racing for PC, the Team Fortress 2 characters are in it. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Was this the first racing one or Transformed? Transformed, the second one. Oh, okay. Which character? Like, uh, Heavy? Scout, Heavy, and oh. Pyro, I think? Oh, a bunch of them, huh? Yeah, like three Team Fortress 2 characters. Um, Then there's this with Left 4 Dead. I want to say there was another one, but I cannot think of it right off right now. But those are two pretty big ones with two pretty big companies, Sega and Capcom. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard about that one. All right, continuing on. Uh, so I guess this is kind of finishing up probably all of the SimCity news that's been going on. The servers seem to be stable, and they've announced the list of games people can choose from. So if you've registered SimCity before March 25th, so you still have a chance... You can choose from one free game uh, on Origin, so it'd be a PC version. Was it was on- it on Origin, or was it like to say list of ten games? Sorry, you were about to say that. It's on Origin. Yeah, it's free copy of one of eight PC games, and they're all through Origin because, of course, they're through Origin, right? Yeah. Um, the list includes the standard edition of Battlefield Three, Bejeweled Three, Dead Space Three, Mass Effect Three. Medal of Honor Warfighter, Need for Speed Most Wanted, Plants vs. Zombies, and SimCity 4 Deluxe. Two of those games really stand out as being, wow, that's not much. Yeah. Bejeweled so, 3 and Plants vs. Zombies. I, yeah, first off, Plants vs. Zombies, who doesn't own that on like everything that has a, a battery at this point? No one. Everyone owns that game. I think it's funny that SimCity 4 is there. Yeah, I know. I didn't notice that the first time I read this article. That, But that makes a lot of sense if you think about it. It does. It does. It's just kind of funny. Like, here's a game that you can, you know, it's similar, and you can play it all offline if you wanted to. I'm surprised they did Dead Space 3 being so recent. Um, But yeah, New for Super Wanted, I definitely called that one. Uh, I would pick up Dead Space 3 if I, if I wanted, if I was picking out a game. Yeah, I might go Mass Effect 3, but that's because I haven't played them yet, and I don't own it. But. And can your computer do a ga- Mass Effect 3? I don't know how taxing it is. Uh, I can't think of a game that I've tried that's really graphically taxing. Okay. I think you could probably do a decent job of it, just not like super high levels. Sure, sure. Um, what's up next? Up next is Humble Bundle, and they're doing a new initiative. They're doing weekly sales. Um, so Humble Bundle is, for people who don't know, the group of guys who put together a list of games, like, it's almost like once a, every couple months now, uh, where you pay what you want for the list of games, and now they're going to do it on a weekly basis. And the one currently is Bastion. You can get it for like a dollar. Um, they also have a merchandise tier, like 25 bucks, and you can get like a bandana and like full like a physical copy of the soundtrack and whatnot. 
I'm thinking because Bastion was the first one, and like I said, that's not a pattern yet, but it seems like I bet a lot of these are going to be games that you already have like a million copies of through these bundles. So like next week will be Machinarium, followed by World of Goo, and then a copy of Braid, but Sword and Sorcery, we all have that. Mm. Um, I feel like they're going to run out of things to offer very fast. I do like some of the extra stuff they're at least offering, like the like the art stuff, the soundtracks, the uh, the postcard for the new game from Supergiant, stuff like yeah. that. But at the same time, like, how many games do they usually have tied up in the humble bundles? Like, I, like they usually start with about five. Yeah, and th- yeah. they've done like eight core ones, and then all the Android ones. So I feel like that that covers them to the end of the year, maybe. And there's like a lot of overlap with some of those too. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I don't know what the, what they're going to do. That Maybe they're just not going to do it. Maybe weekly, and I didn't look a ton into this. Maybe weekly isn't every week, but they just mean it's a one-week-long sale. I don't know. I think it was supposed to be every week, though. But you're right. Uh, I could, But they could always repeat, right? They could just bring Bastion back in a couple months. True, yeah. Um, and, but there's a ton of other, like, indie bundles out there, so they might just start releasing more games from, like, like just expanding their library of what they can offer, I guess. But those other bundles tend to be much smaller games. Humble Bundle usually seems to be like the biggest games in terms of indie developers, kind of. But yeah, who knows what it'll be next week. Um, I hope Bob Tan Nicola shows up on that list. Okay. This was the, the game after Machinarium from those guys. Oh, okay. And I hear it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, kind of big news. We talked about EA. John Riccatello has left EA. Which, which I think that's a little crazy. That's weird, yeah. So John Riccatello is, was, well, now former CEO of EA for the past few years. Um, and I was just kind of reading, like, his goodbye statement, and he just basically said it like, accountability, I've lost this place a lot of money. Yeah. Is basically what it is. And he felt it was him and the the new guy. I forget what his name is. They haven't said uh, the new. Well, they have a stand-in, but they haven't like. No, I think they. I think they do have the new guy. I'm just loading up the article. No, there. I'm pretty sure they say they have a stand-in for him, and it's like one of their older. It is an older guy. Yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, Larry Props. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's standing in because he's still head of. Uh, shoot, he's head of something. The Olympic oh yeah, you're right. US. Stepped up uh, as the board searches for Riccatello's replacement. So yeah, he's just the stand-in. You're right. Um, but yeah, just, uh, kind of makes sense, I guess, with, you know, Mass Effect 3, big fan, outrage, SimCity, big fan, outrage, they lost, like, $200 million on Star Wars, The Old Republic. I uh, feel so, like, bad, because Riccatello was pushing for a lot of, like, unique games, like, that's, he's why we got Mirror's Edge in Dead Space, basically. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was, that was during his time, he's like, he, he's one of the guys who's always pushed for a sequel to Mirror's Edge, but... I guess financially it just wouldn't work because right. Dice was always working on Battlefield. Right, and Mirror's Edge didn't do great, but it also came yeah. out at a bad time. To be fair, so yeah, EA's in a weird spot. Weird, weird spot. Yeah, by by all means, they're not going to be at a point like THQ where they're going to suddenly have to just dissolve. But I think right, you're either going to sure. you're going to see a lot more safer games coming out again. So I don't know or if just, that means you're just going to get more sequels, or just you're going to see just more of a focus on the sports lines again. Or 
up the ante on that uh, microtransactions. Oh. Speaking of the sports things, I'm pretty sure Madden this year was postponed. Like, they're not doing one this year. What? No, I thought they were doing Madden 25. They're still doing, like, the, the cover a- athlete. Cause this oh, is the I 20- thought I read something saying they're skipping this year so that they can, like, focus on a next-gen Madden for next year. Oh, because I, th- I thought this year was literally supposed to be, like, Madden 25, because it's the 25-year anniversary of the series. I even saw I an article, like... Sworn, haven't they already hit 20? Maybe I'm thinking of the 20-year, not 25. I don't know. Maybe I, I like I said, I didn't really look into it. I just thought I saw it in passing, so I could be wrong. Yeah, no, there's, the last... they're still doing cover athlete votes, so. Oh yeah, okay. So I've, I must have re- read something wrong. Uh, the last little bit of news, and I like just noticed this before we started, was that Steam now has an early access program, or they're about to start it. Um, which this is basically going to be, you can play games while they're still being developed. And developers will be able to like push bug fixes and basically continue working on the game while you're playing whatever stage it currently is in. Which uh, I'm I was thinking this probably came from a, like all the like all the press that uh, like the humble bundles uh, and uh, not humble bundles. What am I thinking of? Mojang's had a humble bundle where you could basically watch them building it. Game jams. That's what I'm thinking of. Game jams. Yeah. Like, and just and, people uh, getting to see like the games being developed seems to be a pretty hot thing right Double now. Double Fine did that too, remember? The Amnesia Fortnite. Yes, they did. Fortnite, yeah. So I'm thinking this is kind of sprouted from all the good things that those have started, and this seems like a much more intrusive way of... It's not just watching them build the games, you are playing the games now. So this is closest to Amnesia Fortnite, because they were giving away the the, uh, the, the betas. It, and, it seems uh, like another way for them to also get, like free beta testing. For sure. Like, I think it works for everyone. And if you're interested in whatever the company and you want to just see their new game, you can play it a lot earlier than you may may have. And this will also help stress testing a lot of things. So uh, it, it seems like a cool idea. They have a list of games that are uh, the first titles coming to the Steam Early Access, and they are 1, 2, 3, Kick It, Drop That Beat Like an Ugly Baby... <laughs> Which I don't know what that is. Arma three, I've heard of that one. Drunken robot pornography. What? Yeah, I don't. Okay, gear up. These names are amazing. Nomoria, Kenshi, Kerbal Space Program. Wait, that game's out, isn't it? I have no idea. That's the game Some... that I've seen it on Giant Bomb. They have a quick look of it. I know some of these were just like a uh, like. Steam greenlit, so they it may have been I don't know. I oh, no maybe idea. maybe that's it. Maybe it wasn't on Steam. Maybe. Um, Kinetic Void, Patterns, Prison Architect, Star Forge, and Under the Ocean. Yeah, the only games I recognize out of that are Kerbal, Arma Three, and I think Star Forge. I just recognized Arma Three, really. Although that one, two, three, kick it, drop that beat like an ugly baby sounds amazing. That. I, is it, I hope it's a rhythm game. I have no idea what that is, but drunken robot pornography. So, if you want to play those games before they're out, look them up. I suppose. And I think going back, this is that's it for all the news. All right, so that you know what that means. Questions. Emails. Questions. Emails. Questions. Questions. Since Nathan's not here, I'll take it over. Okay. All right. This one comes to us from Allison. Hey, wait, wait. Oh. How can people send in an email? 
I don't or know. Or a question. I don't know. I don't. How do they do that? I'm really confused. Oh, that's right. Nathan's not here. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, it. They can send us the email, uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Or you can also send it to our Facebook group, which is Top Down Perspective. Or you can send it to our Twitter, which is TDP Podcast, or is it TDP underscore podcast? It is TDP Podcast. Okay, cool. I'm the only one who has an underscore in the name, apparently. Yep. It's uncool on Twitter. Actually, wait. No, I have an underscore on my name. Damn it! Nice try. I tried to get just Sean Booker, but some non-used account for the past, like, four years still has it. I tried to just get Proton John on Twitter. Some guy named David Morgan in the UK is using it, but I think he's actually a scientist, so it makes a tiny bit more sense. But his name's David. I know. That's the one thing that kind of confused me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> All, right. All right. First question comes to us from Allison. Sean already expressed what he does on 3DS, so John, do you prefer hard copies of 3DS titles or downloading the games off eShop? Uh, I prefer hard copies, like I'm a collector, but at the same time, I completely understand why you would go digital, because it's just so much more convenient. I just have a bunch of those, I have like two of those 18-in-1 game cases, so it's I can literally just put all my games in my pocket. You can, but what if you didn't have to? Mm, like I said, I can, so it's, a, it's, it's a trade-off. Lose. You can't physically lose a digital game. Well, you can lose your 3DS. Yeah, but if you lost your 3DS, you can't play that game anyway until you get a new one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like then you have to re-download everything, and then the fun. I don't even know if you can it. re-download it. Is yeah, it that's that's tied? the that's the other thing that worries me. I don't know if they've gotten past that yet. Like I think I don't think you, they have. I think you but, can uh, get it from Nintendo, or at least get the physical credits back if you can prove purchase rights. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't come into that scenario, but yeah, I'm kind of also just going into the thing with. I don't really plan on losing this. I guess no one plans on losing it, but I can't live my life in fear. <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. All right, uh, next question is still from Allison. Uh, I got the dancer, but I noticed she's very weak. Should I train her up and use use her or change her class to a Swordmaster or Pegasus Knight? So this is obviously Fire Emblem Awakening stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I have done with uh, Olivia so far is I got her up to the max level for a dancer, which was 20. And uh, that ups her stats a bit, but there's a, a noticeable difference on like her strength and I think defense. So if you want to up her stats in general, change her class to something else, and then you can switch her back to a dancer so she can still use the dance move, but she's got all the perks and skills from these other stats. Yeah, I was gonna ask if I change, like if I upgraded her like to a Myrmidon, mm-hmm. can she no longer dance? Uh, as far as I know of, she can no longer she can only dance if she's a dancer. Okay, and then I'm probably just not gonna up her because I, I like uh, I like the da- I like the dance mechanic, and I want to have that. Fair enough. Uh, I usually pair her up with her husband, so she doesn't use the dance mechanic too much. But I've also been upping her strength a bit with like items and that. So there are also max stat caps on each class. So like whenever a uh, text goes green, like a stat turns green, that means it's at its max. Sure. Right. Right. I've put literally every single uh, stat boost. To Lon Q. Oh, okay. So he's literally like a god. I've been kind of evenly spreading it out. Sure, which is probably better to do. But I can basically, if there's like a huge group of people that it's like, oh crap, they're just I need to fi- figure out them, but I can't separate my group. I'll just send him out, and he will slaughter everyone and barely get touched. Astra is such a good skill. Oh, it's so good! And that wasn't in the past Fire Emblems. Astra isn't... And you can get criticals on Astra as well. Uh, that's the best part. Okay, for those who don't know or are interested in Fire Emblem, Astra is a move that does five attacks at once. They do half damage each, 
But you can also critical on them, and I think the trigger is your skill stat. Yeah, flat. Is it flat skill stat or is it skill stat times two or divided by two? I can't remember. I think it's. I think it's like divided by two. But he already has a high skill anyway, so it happens. I usually get like two criticals at least when I do Astra. And as far as I'm aware of, Astra only counts as one weapon use. Oh really? I didn't. I haven't looked into that. I, I believe it is. Like I, I used him on a mission once, and I got Astra a couple times, but I only used the weapon like five or six times. Cool. Uh, next part. So yeah, like my recommendation is, if you want to upper overall, do it, but you'll lose the dance ability temporarily. But you can just use a second seal to get her back to a dancer, as long I'm, as she's above level ten. And my recommendation is, I, I'm probably just gonna keep her at twenty. I guess if you did want to keep bumping her up, you could switch her and switch her back so yeah. she's back to zero. Or at the one, at I guess. The, at the very least, get her to fifteen so she learns her second skill, which is like special dance, which means if she uses a dance on someone, their four of their stats go up by two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just like she's the only dancer I believe in the game, uh, except for maybe like tech, side characters. Technically, there's a character you can get that also is right. a dancer, but yeah. But it's like I officially there's only one. Officially, there's already have swords masters. I already have a ton of Pegasus knights. I think you can make yourself a dancer, your avatar character, if you really wanted to, but I don't know why you would. Huh. Interesting. Uh, third you, question. Because you have the download ones. Have you ever made someone a bride or whatever? I, I haven't gotten that one yet. Okay. I've been trying to stay away from doing the DLC ones because, like, the levels carry over, and it's like, oh, I'm already kind of powerful as it is. I don't want to just break the game completely. Right, yeah. And, what, and one of the missions gives you a skill that literally ups all your stats by two. Yeah, it seems like they're there just to break the game. Yeah, although I, I heard the Bride class is actually the most powerful in the game, so I'm kind of curious. Alright, third question from Allison. Been running into Street Pass Warriors and Fire Emblem. Can't seem to beat any of them. What about you guys? That's the same thing with me. They're all super powerful. Uh, I've meet a couple, but the majority of, pe- one. majority of people I Street Pass have already beaten the game, and their characters are ridiculous. And I'm worried about going to PAX, because I know the Street Passes in there are just going to be insane. Right. Like I, I've already, be... go ahead. Sorry, I've already met people with renown like in the two thousands. I don't even know what mine is. I think it's like two hundred or something. Mine's just above twelve hundred. Yeah. So yeah, I think I've beaten one, but most of the time it's like the strongest characters possible, and it's like, well, this isn't great. I'm not gonna fight these guys, and I hate fighting with them when they're allies, because they just destroy everyone, and it's like, well, that was boring. Yeah. There's like uh, my my buddy Jeremy, like he he beat the game like in a week, and I street pass him, and his character's just kind of sitting on like the second stage in story mode. So whenever a random encounter shows up there, I have to rush to kill anyone, otherwise everyone else is dead before I even get a second turn. Right. Yeah. Basically, I'm not a huge fan of the street passing in Fire Emblem. Meh. Like I do like that you can just buy items off of people. So I haven't done that either. Uh, anything that they have when you see like their stats, you can buy off them. Yeah, I just buy from stores. I just don't care. Fair enough. And fourth question from Allison. You mentioned SimCity before, along with other web go, web goes. Oh, I think it's web goers. Oh, web goers. Were you expecting the servers to not work and people to just get pissed? Uh, I was expecting some hiccups, but nothing as bad as it has as it has been. Like Diablo three had major issues, but they also worked that out in less than a week. This has been two or three weeks, and there's still complaints. I'm pretty sure it's it's stable now. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty close, but people are like the story about the hacker who figured out how to get like unlimited offline time on the game. But I think they're still working on how to save the game. That's the only kicker. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. 
But just in terms of playing it, I'm pretty sure everyone can like play it now. Yeah, and someone else figured out a way to actually hack into other people's cities so you can destroy them. I think I've read about that too, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of ugh, stuff about going around about this game. I feel yeah, bad. I was definitely not expecting this for SimCity. Like, maybe for an MMO or something, you know, by Blizzard or whatever. But yeah, not SimCity of all things. Yeah, uh, so... And I think that was, you know, they're definitely to blame, but I think that also helps cause this issue, is they were not expecting this turnout either. Alright, next question again was from Junkie GS. After so much SimCity BS and the CEO of EA resigning, what do you think it'll take to salvage the reputation of EA? See, I I, I don't know, really, because Riccatello for a long time, was actually doing a decent job of fixing EA's reputation, and it also helped that Activision became, like, the company to hate for a while. Well, I was gonna say, I don't think EA's, like, that bad. Like, I don't hate EA. Yeah, like, like... Most of the stuff that people complain about, like the microtransactions and whatnot, it's just easy enough to ignore. Well, I mean, at the time, too, before Riccatello joined, like, com- people who worked for EA were getting overworked. Like, they were just basically running companies into the ground that they bought out. Like, Westwood doesn't exist anymore, the Command & Conquer guys. Oh, okay. Like, a bunch of stuff like that. People are worried that Bioware is pretty much a, sh- a husk of its former self now. Right. That's true, I guess. That's true. I don't know. Um, I think just hopefully the new guy... There's rumors that it might be Peter Moore, who used to be, like, CEO of Sega for a while. And he's kind of like the face of EA, more or less, at a lot of the conferences. It's going to be Peter Molyneux. Oh, God. And he's no. going to make Curiosity a full-fledged title. Did they ever did they ever find out what's inside the cube? I don't think so. I feel I feel like I would have read an, like a Kotaku article. Yeah, I felt like the same thing. I never heard anything about so it. So I, I took that off my iOS stuff a long time ago. Oh, all right. But yeah, no, I, I, if it's not Peter Moore, I'll be a little surprised unless it's someone who's better overall. You know what? They just need a steady stream of good games. Like, and, like, the microtransaction stuff is not helping them, that's for sure. Well, no, they need a steady stream of good games with no BS attached. That's what they need. It's all the little BS things on the side that seem to get people riled up. Sure. All right. Um, and, like, just less issues of, you know, that server stuff was not helping anyone. Um, I don't really feel like the Mass Effect 3 issues is that is that much of their fault. People just did not like their choice of ending. Yeah, that's more a Bioware thing than anything. Well, it's also just like, you know, if Bioware liked the ending, it's their opinion they're allowed to. I just don't feel like that's like a, well, EA sucks because I didn't like their ending, or whatever. That's completely, like, subjective and whatnot. But yeah, just, you know, I don't know, less weird real Racing 3 games (laughs) with their complete microtransaction would definitely be nice. But uh, It'll take some time, but they'll be fine. Oh, you yeah, know what? They're not you know, going away anywhere. They're you know like, what'll do it? You know what'll fix it? Army of Two, the f- cartel, whatever the hell the new one is. Devil's the cartel. Devil's Cartel. Yeah, that'll fix that it EA? right there. Yeah, that's Army of Two, dude. That's yeah. I think that comes out in like a month. It comes out next week. Is, is it, it next week? Next week or the week after? I think it's the. It's either the week of Bioshock or the week after. I think it's actually the week of Bioshock. We could look this up. All right, I'll look this up. While you're doing that, next question comes to us by Joey. Hey, TDP, I know it's a bit early, but what are you expecting to see from the big three this year at E3? I want to see some footage from upcoming games, namely GTA V and the new Smash Bros., and possibly some more PS4 information. I'm also hoping for a couple surprises. Uh, PS4, definitely. They'd be stupid not to. There, uh, there's the new... no way it won't be there. Quick thing yeah. to go back, it is the same week as Bioshock, so that thing is dead. Yep, yeah, good luck, Army 2 there. Yep. 
definitely PS4 information. Definitely the new Durango Xbox 720, whatever the hell. New Xbox. Uh, they said they were going to show off Smash Bros. and new Mario at E3. So that'll definitely did, be there. Yeah, so that'll already be there for sure. Did they new... also mention a new Mario Kart? People keep thinking they did. I don't remember it. I but think I, I think I seem to recall them mentioning Mario Kart. Or I'd at be... least they said there will be a Mario Kart on Wii U. I'd, I'd be happy to see that. I love Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart's not bad. Uh, shoot, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think what else they announced. That the Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D is coming out before E3. Oh, it uh, is? Yeah, it comes out May. They gave it a date, like May 24th or something. Okay, like that. I don't know. Animal Crossing is June 7th? So, like, during E3, pretty much. Just yeah. before. I don't know. Um, I'd say G- it'd be also weird if GTA V wasn't there, considering it was supposed to come out a couple months ago originally, wasn't it? There was there was rumors it was going to be a spring release, and it got bumped. I think it, I think the rumors were just because normally Rockstar uses the spring r- slot. Actually, no, I think you're right. Did. I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, with the next-gen consoles coming out, they'll probably wait. For, like, imagine if GTA V was a launch title for one of the next-gen systems. I could easily see that being the case. If not a launch, but also coming to it. Like a straddling game. Cause yeah. isn't, what is GTA right now? Is it s- September? I think. Yeah, so, you know, like two more months, we have new console. I could easily see them just making another one. Like yeah. porting it over. I'm trying to think what I want to see. Obviously the surprises, because no matter what, those are going to be the best things. Because we don't know about them yet. And they're going to be what's, you know, making our eyes go, whoa. Otherwise we're just going to be like, yep. I wanted that. Good. Excellent. They've given me another one I know, of these uh, things. Destiny's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, as well as Watch Respawn's game. Yeah, Watch Dogs will probably be playable there, I'd imagine. Probably by this point, Watch Dogs, yeah. Um, oh, I bet they'll. Uh, I bet Ubisoft shows off a lot of Black Flag stuff on their press conference. Uh, yeah, and the new Splinter Cell, which still hasn't come out. Yeah, Blacklist, is that what it's called? That sounds right. Yeah, Blacklist. Is... I think that comes out before E3, though. Really? I didn't think it was that soon. I don't even... I don't remember. Splinter Cell. Alright, well, you're looking that up. I'm trying to think what EA should be showing, or what they have currently at the moment. Sports! I don't know. There's nothing big to expect from EA right now. I could easily... You know what? I bet EA comes out and says, hey, new consoles, look what we can do, and shows, like, a sports montage of, like... Look at these graphics. Look at this football being caught, and this is on the new Xbox. No, no, it's going to be Battlefield Four. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And a surprise Mirror's Edge Two announcement, maybe that'd be amazing. Oh, I, I, oh, I so wish, but that would never happen. I know. A guy uh, can hope. A guy can. Blacklist hope. is in August, at the end of August. Okay, so yeah, it's August twentieth. Oh yeah, that new Walking Dead first-person shooter came out. The Walking Dead shooter? Yeah, Survival Yeah, that just came out this week. I hear it's like the worst thing. Yeah, Kotaku doesn't seem to like it. Like the worst game of the year so far. That's impressive. Yet, it's been getting uh, commercials during the actual show, and Telltale's has not been mentioned. But to be fair, Activision has more money to spend on PR. I guess, but still... It's still, from a Walking Dead standpoint, show off the game that ever, that has won, I think it's won like 80 Game of the Year awards. It's won a lot. And two BAFTAs, which is like the European version of the Oscars. So, I'm trying to think from Nintendo what I would really like to see. More, more Wii U stuff in general. Like, give that thing a good yeah. kick in the pants. Like, it just got Monster Hunter 3, so that'll help in Japan at least. Projects, or not Projects, Wonderful 101. Yep, that should be this year, hopefully. Uh, Pikmin 3, P- 
people were saying was supposed to be out before E3, but I don't think it will be. I don't remember hearing much about that. But they got to be announced. I bet they announced like a big core thing. So I bet they show off Wind Waker HD. Mm-hmm. Do you think they show the very first little teaser of the new Zelda? No, not if they're releasing Wind Waker HD. That would be that would kill sales. In my opinion, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that would damage the sales on Wind Waker HD. Un- unless they say, yeah, Wind Waker HD comes with a trailer or a demo. Of the new Zelda, then that would... I don't think it'd be a, a demo, because keep in mind, like, Twilight Princess, like, and, and uh, Skyward Sword, it would, like, they showed, t- like, the tiniest bit for, like, two years before they started showing, like, gameplay and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Hmm. What else would be Nintendo? Maybe so... the new Pokemon, because it's on 3DS now? Show me a new F-Zero, damn it! <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what I want. I want to know what Retro's been working on, because they've been quiet for a while. People have been saying it's they've been working on something that everyone's wanted, which a lot of people wanted either another Metroid game. Are they not doing Donkey Kong? Well, yeah, that's them, presumably, but that's just a port. Sure. And a lot of people, been, there have been rumors they're either doing Star Fox or F-Zero, and there was a rumor for a while of a crossover between Star Fox and Metroid, so who knows? Oh, yeah. I did remember that. I just, I want to see what Retro's been doing, because they've been really quiet about them lately. Every year, they always announce the release date for the next... Professor Layton, so I'm looking forward to that, but that won't be at a conference. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I want from Microsoft. Uh, Viva Pinata 3 is a launch title. I want to see what the new system can do. I want to see what opening stuff they'll do. They'll probably show Halo 5. I No, I don't think so. Halo 5 is a launch... No, oh, shoot, you're right. They said Halo 4, 5, and 6 were supposed to be 360, didn't they? I, but that was long before they had like really started talking about next consoles, so that feel like they have to. Yeah. There's no way Halo Five and Six will be 360. Halo Five. I could see Halo Five being a launch title for the Durango. Although one year. This gap, year, no way. Know. We haven't heard about it yet or anything. They're not going to be like, "Hey, Halo's coming out in a couple months." They want people talking about Halo for years. Hmm. Well, so I, you know what, Halo comes out next year. Okay, yeah, maybe. But in I wonder the fall. what what the hell they're going to have for a launch title for the new Xbox. Well, maybe like in a Call of Duty. Oh, yay, another Call of Duty. No one saw that coming. It will always be a Call of Duty. I'm just thinking, like, what's going to show up at that time. Assassin's Creed's already been said is going to be on the next consoles. I don't know about launch title, but Ubisoft loves a launch, and it was on a... Assassin's Creed 3 was a launch title for the Wii U. Hmm. Watch Dogs. Yeah, I don't know. But looking forward to it. I don't know. I think think the C3 is going to be really interesting. Yep, I've been confirmed. I am going to be at E3 for sure. Nathan's going to be there for sure. I think our buddy Paul is going to be there for sure as well. Yep, I'm sitting it out. Because school and money. Well, just because I'm going to Japan the month before. So that, that's kind of my trip. Yeah, no, fair enough. That, I think you've got the more interesting trip, to be honest. Uh, it's definitely longer, so that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things, and I'm sure this is by far not the last E3 talk we'll be having. If like once again, if people want to send in a question, they can send it to topdownperspective at gmail.com. They can put it up on the Facebook page, just search Top Down Perspective, and they can send it to us on Twitter. The account is at TDP Podcast. Um, if you guys like the show and want to help us out, like us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter. Game of the week. Um. You know I already what? said mine. It's Mass Effect 3 Citadel DLC. I honestly, I did not play enough Fire Emblem this week, so I think I'm actually going to break the trend and say Castlevania Lords of Shadow. 
right. Because that game, got a, that game that. got a lot better later on, by the way. Like, the, the beginning was kind of rough, but farther on I got, like, I got more interested in it. Yeah, and you sounded pretty up for it, so. Like, you're looking forward to that sequel, so it must have been good enough. Yeah. Well, because, like, the way they're going to take the story, I, I think, is really exciting. And I'll, t- I'll tell you about it when we get off the, the podcast. Sounds good. All right, so we'll all be back next week with a whole bunch of pack stuff. And Nathan will be better, hopefully. Hopefully. See you later. Take it easy.